Podtacular, the unofficial Halo Universe podcast presents episode 864, Infection, recorded live on June 15th, 2023. Hello everyone, welcome to Podtackler, the unofficial Halo Universe podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Duststorm. I'm your other co-host, Godzilla T. And we are less than one week away from season four. Yay! Yay! And I still have half the season pass to get through. I'm finished with the season pass before you? I've been otherwise occupied. <laughs> I didn't think I played it that much extra, but maybe I did. I guess the, the few times I actually went for the ultimate challenge to get that shiny does help. that I wanted. Yeah, it does. But, yeah. Well, we are five days, as of this recording, away from Season 4, which is called Infection, which we have lots of goodies coming for that, which we're going to be talking about throughout the majority of this podcast. But as always, since uh, I was off last week, or we were off last week because I was in another part of the country... The only thing we have to talk about, really, is the last couple of Frackin' Fridays. So, GT, how did everything go? It went really well. We had a lot of fun. Uh, we've been hanging around a lot in Fiesta. Enjoying the enjoying the new mode with the, the uh, campaign weapons. It's a lot of fun. Our luck is still the same when it comes to <laughs> weapon draws. Weapon mechanics in Infinite still puzzle me. I can... Kill somebody with a sniper rifle, but I can't kill somebody with a hammer. The hammer's I really quite, weird. And I haven't just... quite figured that one out yet. Yeah. it. But they can kill me with a hammer from like 10 blocks away. Yeah, the hammer is very different than previous hammers because it's... I feel like it's... The effect is more in front of you than other hammers have been. And then the long swing time... And the whole, like, server network code is, that's also playing havoc on that, too. Well, the the biggest problem I have is figuring out the range on a hammer. Because you can drop the hammer on their head, and it seems like they don't even take shield damage. But one swing from a block away, it kills you. That's that's how the infinite yeah the infinite hammer works more with the area effect not like you're bonking <laughs> someone straight on the head with the hammer doesn't work you you need that range that's how it's stupid but that's how that hammer works in the infinite but then I try to do it from range and it knocks their shields off and then they you know punch me in the face or you know yeah. two tap me with a pistol something you know it's stupid. <laughs> It's a little sensitive in some cases, and I think the network code makes it a lot more unpredictable as well, which sucks. Unfortunately, I don't know why they had to go and change how the network code works for Halo, because it worked in every other Halo game except Infinite. Halo 4 was fine. Halo 5 was fine. Halo 2 Anniversary was fine. All the network code was fine. And then in Halo Infinite... I mean, Halo 5 had some... Don't get me wrong. It, it, 
Infinite is definitely the worst. But I have had connection issues with all the games. Oh, sure. With inconsistent hit registration, even outside of Halo 3. Teleportation, you know, I, I've had those problems. I, I don't know what the deal is with Infinite and why it does it, because I'm not a network engineer, so. It's all how they prioritize network packets and how they code to adjust for delay, and they just favor what the client sees as, a, as an attacker for the most part. Unless you're under a certain ping, in which case it prefers the server. And it's like, it's annoying. It, it's just really annoying. We'll put it that way. I, I, honestly think, I honestly think it's easier to play the game at 100 ping than it is at 15. I feel like at 50 or higher, it prioritizes more what you're sending as a, an offensive action to the server than if you were under that ping with a connection to the server, because the server is like, oh, you're so low, I can consider what I have on my side of things authoritative, and I adjust for anyone else coming in, but I'm not going to adjust for you. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> Whoever made that decision on the netcode, I'd love to talk why that decision was made and like understand what decisions went into that, because in my head, it doesn't make sense. And I'm not saying the, the folks that decided like implemented that or, or stupid. Maybe they weren't given the choice, but to me with all how Halo has been and I know like they wanted to revise network code, new engine, all that stuff. But it's like everything kind of worked a lot better than it does now. What changes did you decide to make that made it so much worse? Well, I'm wondering if it had something to do with the server net server infrastructure that they're using. It's the same server infrastructure that they used for Halo 5. Well, we, well, is it the same software, though? Well, no, because I mean, yeah, every Halo server software is different. MCC server right. is different. Halo 5 server is different. Halo so, Infinite server is different. What is... From a code base. You know, where, where, where's the problem? Is That's it. I don't know. I, I don't even begin Halo to Halo 5 doesn't this have these problems, and then they're all Azure servers. Anyways. We need to add something to the bingo card where GTN does talk technical and probably go over where everyone else's head that does not have a technical background. Hey, man, most of the we talk about goes over my head. You You're more qualified to talk about this shit than I am. <laughs> yes, I have a computer engineering or computer science degree. <laughs> I work in the field. I am a, I'm a lead engineer, <laughs> lead IT engineer. I think I think you know when they designed the infinite server software they dropped it back to Windows NT. <laughs> that might be giving NT too much credit. Well, I, I was pretty sure it wasn't me, so <laughs> one of the fun things to do in junior high and high school, because <clears throat> you could log into Windows like in Windows ninety eight and two thousand without a password. Like if you didn't know the password, you just click cancel and you, you auto login yeah. cuz there was no users back then you just logged in i think it was it wasn't until xp that you had separate users right yeah i think this is the first time i saw it I, yeah i've always been a single person computer user so it, it's only recently i've started using multiple users because i figured out that it saves me a lot of headache doing it that way but 
Anyone remember doing net send commands and just having a pop up pop up on another workstation? Definitely before that's definitely above me. Does net send even still work? Net send. Yeah. The syntax technically is there. No. The send part has been removed. So net still is there, but net send is gone. Oh, that sucks. Maybe it's done in some other way. Anyways. I digress. Uh, something else happened two weeks ago on Dragon Friday. Okay. A certain someone completed something and earned something for the first time. Confal is the first person to successfully complete a bingo card. Oh, yeah. So I gave him some options on whether he wanted some Halo merch or Halo Mega Blocks or something from the Xbox store that was Halo related or Potacular Swag. And he chose Potacular Swag. So once I continue to get my house cleaned up as we're still preparing for baby and other house projects, uh, I will get that sent off to Confal. But yes, Confal is the first person to ever finish a Potacular bingo card successfully. And yes, it was a Yay. double completion. He had two bingos for game night. So after two and a half, three years plus of however long we've had the bingo card, we finally got the first bingo. So congratulations, Confal, on getting that uh, first stamp of uh, of bingo success. That was yeah, fun. I guess I didn't hang around for the end of that conversation because I, you, you were still debating it when I stepped out. <laughs> We did come to the conclusion that, yes, it, that the one square that gave, ended up giving him, I think, the double bingo did, in fact, count. Because it was, the one square in question was no one, or matchmaking doesn't crash. And we were getting into the technicalities because people got into a game, but they crashed out of the game. But we determined that since everyone actually never failed to matchmake everyone match made and they got into the game it was the okay game. the square was internet outage interrupts game night no it was a different one it what it would have been um matchmaking fails or crashes or something like that it wasn't internet okay outage. well then then he only got a single bingo uh there's a screenshot in the discord hang on let me go i'm looking it. at the screenshot oh okay oh, diagonally you? never mind yes a double bingo diagonally and then across the bottom Okay. Yep. yep. Somehow, some way, he he managed to get it. So, good job, Confal. I think he just kept refreshing his bingo card until he got that- one. <laughs> he just didn't tell us. It was funny. He he kept posting the bingo card as we were going throughout the night. It's like I'm getting close, getting close. You know, can you really trust somebody that drops a wasp on your head? I mean, my head still ringing from that experience to know whether or not so sure I'll take it <laughs> but yeah congratulations Confal uh, alright let's move on into the main topic for tonight which is all the season 4 content that's coming actually there's a couple other things from Halo Waypoint that we'll hit on first just a couple things that came out before the announcement but uh, there is a new Community update that got posted about two weeks ago. A lot of the stuff that we've talked about before, but it covers things like the community doubles playlist that arrived in Halo Infinite a couple weeks ago. Uh, I've seen people uh, hopping in to stream some of that and enjoy 
a fair bit of that as well. Uh, October 2021 for the bingo card. Oh, so not quite two years, but close. We've got some Intel drops. There was, of course, the ultimate reward and shop stuff that they went over, new nameplates, mm-hmm. and emblems to get. Uh, mostly just highlighting some of the stuff that we've already talked about. For those that were interested or have gotten it before, Dr. Squatch has returned on bringing the Halo synth back for a limited time. So that's around if you decide to go and check that out. And then the next thing we've got is a overview of the new career rank system that we're going to get in season four. We talked about this a little bit on the last podcast when they had the uh, community comms thing. I forget what they called it. The streams that they did that they started hinting at what it was originally. This article goes into a little more detail on what it's going to entail. This kind of has a semblance to Halo 3 and Halo MCC type ranks. Um, If you remember the Halo 3 days where you had the typical military ranks and depending on how high your skill was would dictate kind of what tier in that. So you could be like a skill one to 10 and you could get the general rank, but you'd be general one star. Whereas if you got to 40 to 50 rank, you'd be general five star. So you can get to the rank. It's just which tier in that rank. So instead of being general one to five, you're now, General, bronze, silver, gold, diamond, onyx, platinum, onyx. Not in that order. No, it's <laughs> bronze, silver, gold, platinum, diamond, onyx is is the order. So each tier is based on your actual skill rank, and then within that is where you actually have the military ranks as you go up and. The ranks are XP-based, not skill-based. It's the tier that's kind of skill-based, so it's kind of a combination of the two, if it makes sense. And there will be unlocks that are associated with the specific tier and rank that you have. So things that you can add as nameplates, emblems, all that kind of stuff as well. Within each rank, there are three grades as well. So you start off as a cadet. um, Cadet grade one, two, and three, and then you go to a private, and then you go up the tier, Lance Corporal, Corporal, Sergeant, Staff Sergeant, Gunnery Sergeant, Master Sergeant, Lieutenant, Captain, Major, Lieutenant, Colonel, Colonel, Brigadier General, and General. So, three grades within a rank, and then there are looks like 13, 14 ranks overall. And at the bottom, before you actually get your first rank, is Recruit, and at the top, above Onyx, is the Hero rank which I will never see the light of day. I doubt I will ever see Diamond in the light of day. I think I'll probably be... I might see Platinum. Might. I might see Platinum. The the one time I ranked during Season 2, I think, I got gold somewhere. I think the highest I've been in is like Platinum 2. Okay. But I haven't... I've only ranked twice. I ranked the first season and then I ranked the second season and I just haven't bothered this season. I haven't even touched rank this season. Let's see. Ranks will show up in whenever it's going through the opening thing and it shows your little card. It'll show up in there. 
It'll also show up in the post-game carnage report when you're inspecting a player. If you go to a player's profile in your menu, and then anywhere else that you would see their name player banner within the game. Uh, they do have a little FAQ. The important things to note, previous game history will not be counted towards the rank. So once the ranks hit, it's starting from scratch. Double which, XP does not influence ranks. Sorry, go ahead. Which I think is just fair. Yeah. Everyone starts on the level playing field. Mm-hmm. Double XP boost does not work towards rank progression. It only counts towards the store unlock stuff. The battle pass. pass. The battle pass, yep. And the there's no skill that impacts the the progression in the rank. It's it's a separate system. So it does your CSR skill does not have an impact on the career rank progression. Obviously how well you play in a game does, like when you if you capture flag and get kills, like you still need to perform well, but you don't have to be at a high skill level to get more XP. It's just how whatever you get within that match. A uh, career rank will not reset in between seasons also like ranks do for competitive. So nice little thing to get added. Mm-hmm. Hopefully it's not too quick to get from recruit to general. So it gives some people time to actually play. And I mean, there's going to be people that grind it like mint blitz or real life Spartan. If he decides to come back to infinite Uber, Nick, that will probably grind out ranks. But for the average show, I hope that it takes a while to get to general. Like, make sure we're putting in, like, 200 hours plus or something like that. Let's see. Next thing is an update to Forge. Some of the things were teased on that community stream by Michael Shore, the Forge Lord himself. Things like the static water plane, which looks really cool. And the mini-mode game type, which was uh, released, I believe. But we've got a whole bunch of other things, too. And thanks, Pins, for keeping those links coming. Appreciate it. So in addition to the standing water, or the static water plane, we've got new Forerunner object palettes. So this includes actual Forerunner structure pieces, but also little icons. So if you... Glyphs. Yes, all the glyphs. Including the strange glyphs from Halo Wars and the Halo Reach thing that you in the Halo 4 stuff that you did the codes to unlock extra XP bonuses and whatnot. So cool little glyphs that you can add to the map if you want to have a little bit more thematic forerunner type feel and especially with some of the scripting stuff maybe a little bit more narrative take on some of the things as well. I wish Machinima was a little bit bigger of a thing in Halo Infinite because that could be really used there as well I think. There's a universal blocker object that's coming. This is something that forgers have been asking for a while, according to the article, instead of having to put down player blockers, projectile blockers, vehicle blockers, one-way blockers, all the different kinds of blockers to truly block off a section, they're inter- implementing a universal blocker object, so it just blocks everything, which should make creating those blocked objects a lot easier. There's the mini game mode, which is a mode that does not have any game logic to it. You build the game logic within script brains, and you are given the option to have capture zones, a skull, and a ball. So that's going to be useful for people to kind of create their own little 
mm-hmm. custom mini games, which seeing this come out is kind of has piqued my interest of what we might see come back into the swing of things from other either modded game modes from Halo 4 or 5 or 2 Anniversary and other mini games that we've seen in the past. This is supposed to be very similar to Halo 5's mini game mode. So lots of promise. For those that have gone into Forge and those that are familiar with the script brains, there are some additional node graft objects that you can use within your script brains. There's a git object by label. Git is game mode. Get increment number variable, toggle boolean variable, boolean not, global custom event, asynchronous, and a stopwatch node. Lots of cool additional scripting stuff. Lots to go with the minigame mode, too. There's improvements to the budget, improvements to displaying how certain Forge things are going to impact the performance of the game, how the global simulation is going to be handled or what the impact is based on what forge stuff is in your map updates to object limits updates to scripting budget runtime budget improvements to a lot of different vfx objects so some of the things like fires and explosions and some other more effect type stuff now has scaling so i guess it was static before couldn't scale them so these now have uh, scalable properties to them, which is nice. And a whole bunch of other quality of life improvements to Forge. Uh, one example that they did of the VFX scaling was they took a little fire on... I forget what that map is called. It's the one that has the banished turret and it's kind of nighttime. But they took one that has a little fire under one of the legs and they blew it up and the whole leg is on fire and then they blew it up and the whole map is on fire. <laughs> That's a fun stuff that you can do with that. Next thing we have is an update from the Halo tournament a couple of weeks ago. FaZe Clan took the HCS Dallas Championship. Uh, They were favored by some of the casters to kind of upset the green wall and some of the other teams going in. But we had FaZe Clan in first, Space Station Gaming in second, Optic in third, and Native Red in fourth place coming out of the DreamHack Dallas Invitational. Apparently, that was a little bit of a, an upset to get to the the top there. It sounded like they had what it took to get there. It's just a matter of whether or not they could seize that gold, and they did. So, it sounds like we're finally back into a place where we have some top teams that are kind of fighting for that top control to make things actually interesting in that space. Unfortunately, I have not had a chance to follow HCS nearly as closely, but I'm sure the HCS Pro Talk guys are getting super excited about, hey, there's actually competition now at the top echelon of Halo competition. If you don't know HCS Pro Talk, go check them out. They're a great podcast, and they are making some great waves uh, in the Halo podcasting scene. So, check them out. And now we start to dig into a lot of the Halo Infinite Season 4 content. Uh, Starting with an article from three days ago, we have our first overview of the new equipment we're going to get in Season 4. And yes, I have had a chance to play with these, being a foreigner and, all, foreigner and all. The Translocator is the first one, Quantum Translocator. This piece of equipment allows you to activate a, I'll call it a beacon of sorts, and you can go about the map, do your thing, 
And if you need to teleport back to that location, then you can hit your equipment again and you are instantly teleported back to that spot. Similar to, it's, it's basically so much of the effect how the Harbinger has in, the, in that last mission um, where she's teleporting around to different parts of the mission. It's basically that effect. So you activate it once, it kind of hits a waypoint marker, you go around and do your thing. If you need to get out of a firefight, for example, or get out of danger, or if there's enemies getting close to that location, you want to jump on them and surprise them, you can teleport back to that location, and then where you teleport from always sets a new spot. And I think it's active for about 30 to 40 seconds. I forget what the timing is on it, but there's a certain cooldown once you activate it, how long the equipment stays uh, for how many jumps it could take. So you could activate it and never use it, and it'll eventually expire. Yeah, it, it's the ultimate troll. It can be. It takes a lot of getting used to. I'd say it's one that... Well, it's one of those you plan ahead for. You you do. It's definitely not a panic use. Yeah, I haven't had the chance to test it as far as objectives, so I don't know if you could, like, hit it, go grab an objective, grab an objective, and hit it again. That'd be kind of game-breaking if you could. <laughs> but that is the idea behind the Quantum Translocator. And then the other one is the Threat Seeker, which is very similar to the Threat Sensor, but it's a bit Except different. Except it bounces. Yes. It bounces so you can get a... Instead of shooting it and having it stick to something... If you have a feeling there's some enemies in a certain location, you can get a better angle, per se, on it. A couple of differences with this one is it only pings enemy players that are in line of sight of the Threat Seeker when it goes off. And it only does one ping, but it shows where the the enemy Spartans are for the duration that lasts as long as it takes for a shield to start recharging. I think that's like three and a half, four seconds, something like that. So that's the threat seeker. It's, it's very similar to the threat sensor. I have a feeling they added it specifically for competitive. Yeah. Because having that, that, having that one ping versus one that has three every, every time probably makes more sense from a competitive perspective. That's just my my guess. I'm not entirely sure. To compensate, the threat sensor has had a little bit of a balance update as well. The ping frequency has dropped from 2.8 seconds to 1.8 seconds. The sensor radius has increased from 3.1 world units to 4.25 world units. The sensor duration has gone from 6.5 seconds to 15 seconds. So they're really Oh my god. They're they're really setting these as different equipment now, yeah. which actually makes a little bit more sense because <laughs> when was playing this, we were comparing the threat sensor with how it is now with the threat seeker. And it's like they're very similar. So I wonder if it was based on their feedback that they changed these. So this makes these a little bit more distinct where one is a is a kind of an area denial or area informational ping. The other one is a quick information on where the enemies are type of ping. Uh, and then the reveal duration, instead of 2.5 seconds, is 0.75 seconds. So it's literally just a ping 
you get an immediate sense of where they are, and then it fades until the next frequency goes off. I kind of like those balance changes a little bit. It it makes it definitely sets the threat sensor and threat seeker apart functionally, where the threat sensor is, hey, I'm going to stick something there and kind of monitor it over the next 15 seconds, where the threat seeker is, I want to know what's there right now and where people are going off of that. So that means the threat sensor is going to get, if it's 15 seconds, that's eight pings. Eight or nine pings that you get off of one charge yeah, for 15 seconds. That's pretty powerful, especially if you're trying to use it to defend an objective. That's very, that's an interesting balance update. I kind of like that. Can you imagine that in that, the new game mode, the capture a flag game mode? The What's new they one. call that? Yeah, the new one where one one team is has invisibility, the other team has oh, threat sensors. Yes. Oh yeah, that changes quite a bit. So you can lock down an area for fifteen seconds. Effectively. And with four people, if you place them right, you can literally block you can just about block access to half the map. Hmm. That's a good point. I didn't think about that. It kind of plays into the sense of this is a little bit more of a life service, so equipment kind of changes or upgrades Mm -hmm. during the lifetime of the game. Interesting. I wonder what it's going to do to the upgraded threat sensor. Well, the upgraded threat sensor, all it it does is cover your wider area. Correct? Well, it's a a wider area. It is longer, so 6.5 to 15 seconds. More frequent pings. No, the the campaign upgraded one. Oh, I... You like in Fiesta? Uh, I mean, I guess it's... Oh, I see what you mean. So if they're making this update to the default threat sensor, are they making the changes to the... I don't know. I'm guessing probably mm. not. But that's a good question. That's a yeah. very good question. My thought is the threat sensor is not going to change in campaign. No, I'm. I mean, in the in, like in Fiesta game mode. No, no, I yeah, that Super Fiesta. Right, yeah. We'll find out tomorrow. This this launches on the twentieth. Pens. This launches on next Tuesday. Or are you talking about the stream? There's a they're they're doing a stream tomorrow. Yeah, they're doing a stream tomorrow. So. Yeah. The season starts on the twentieth. They are doing a showcase stream tomorrow. Hey, we got a Halo effect right. That's not on the bingo card, though. The last thing is they're implementing a legacy zoom toggle option within settings. Uh, this will allow players to choose how zoom behaves for weapons that have two zoom states um, when switching between weapons. So they, they say in here, with this new setting set to his legacy option, players are 10 times scoped in or double zoomed on their sniper, can exit their zoom by switching weapons, return to their SM sniper, and then zoom in with the rifle back at 5x single zoom rather than having it default back to 10. Oh, I didn't know that was a thing. I didn't either. I thought it always went in at 5, and then you had to push it again to go to 10. So I think this is accounting for... Because now there's the... Like, you can have separate keys for, like, how far you zoom in for mouse and keyboard, obviously. Fair enough, yeah. it's probably to account for that, is my guess. 
there's additional bug fixes and improvements that they made. There's more details in the Halo support site if you want to go there. Everything is listed in the article for the equipment. Uh, next thing we have is a couple other firewall things. We're going to skip over that for now. Let's go to Infection. The new game infection. mode coming in Season 4. I have to admit, I love what they did with the Infected player. This is a lot of fun to play. Wait until you hear what it's like in the game for Infection. Some people don't like it. I, I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to playing a game. Now, keep in mind, Infection is not my game. I, I honestly, the game mode itself, I do not enjoy Infection. I will play Infection just to see what this version of it is. Mm-hmm. I'm more interested in Infection as far as the custom game side. I'm not sure how much you're going to get away with it with this specific version. You might like have to said, rely more on the minigame part of it. I don't know if it'll help with Speed Halo. I, I don't think it will with how this like said, functions, but... I don't, know, I don't know what options you have for this infection mode, so... Yeah, we didn't have access to Forge this mode, I think, when we played it. I wish they talked more about it, because there's some other details I'd, I'd love to talk about, but obviously I can't yet. But next week we'll be able to talk more about it. But there's some really cool things that they did to this mode to make it really thematic with the whole seasonal evolution and the whole Irritus taking over the training simulation, all the effects that we've seen so far with Irritus taking over plays really well into this game mode. I know kind of playing the game, you're kind of getting grained, but if you have a chance to kind of step out of the game a little bit and just take in the different audio cues you get if you're an effective player if you're not an effective player the announcer voice the environment there's a lot of good touches to really sell this game mode as a narrative impact into what's going on in the game i like that now it seems that the from what i've seen it so far the alpha zombie seems to be easier to identify because of the markings the alpha zombie, at least from what I've seen so far, appears to have Irritus's full face, where the subsequent zombies after that only have a partial. Yes, identification is a lot better. It's it's fun. I'm I'm not a big infection person, but when I was playing this, I actually had a lot of fun playing it. Yeah, I got- would. Uh, I'm I'm looking forward to trying it out. And we got to play it on the new forest map. These two maps, I really, really like these two maps. They're probably some of the best maps in Halo Infinite so far. In my opinion. So, I look forward to seeing them. It's, it's really nice. The article takes a little trip down memory lane talking about how Infection got started with zombies in Halo 2 and the whole manual team changing so Harispus goes a little bit into detail on how it got started in Halo 2 how it evolved yada 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 for those that want the detail that's in the article I definitely remember playing plenty of zombies back in my days of Halo 2 Vista they talk about the involvement with Iratus the story narrative behind how this came to be and I know people complain about not having all the game modes in Halo Infinite right from the get-go. 
I kind of don't mind them releasing things in the narrative context, especially as it kind of gives a reason for more content to kind of roll out. Mm-hmm. It, granted, it's kind like other games have had it at the beginning, so yeah. In a way, I kind of miss not having all the game modes that has ever been there, but it's kind of so cool to see how narratively we got from season one to season four now and how Irritus kind of progressed in and now we've got a reason why we have infection as a game mode now. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's it's six of one, half a dozen of another. I would prefer to have had the game modes there at launch. It, granted, the way they're bringing them in is great, but I don't know that that was the plan from the beginning. You know, is this seasonal content, the story that they're telling, is it the same story they were planning on telling? Or are they altering it because they have to bring in all, bring in these extra game modes and such? Sure. You know, if it was planned from the beginning, then a lot more attention should have been paid to the seasonal content update and not go an entire year in two seasons. Well, <laughs> there's some other issues I think predicated that. From like you said, coming out in a timely fashion. <laughs> I just, if they were going to do this, I wish they would have been a little bit more forthcoming with this is what we plan to do. You know, this is our current plan for game mode release. I think it would have been a lot easier, to- a, a lot less toxic when the game launched without these game modes. Because, I mean, honestly, Infection, it's a staple of custom games. Since Halo 4, the minigame, or whatever whatever you want to call it, that's been a staple of custom games. The, I mean, it was really the insane mode in Reach, I think, that started a, a Yeah, the insane mode. And then, the, what, did, what was it called in 4? They, they had another one in 4 that was similar to it. Yeah, but, I forget what it's called. It was similar to it, but I think it was more locked down than insane mode was. It wasn't quite as open, but it was essentially supposed to be the, yeah, I forget what it's called, but I know what you're talking about. But anyway, like I said, I I just think that not having those modes at the beginning is, I mean, is a problem. And I think it drove a lot of people away from Halo. Now, I understand they had development issues, and they had to concentrate on what they could get done, um, not that they completed what they got done, what they needed to get done. But, yeah, I'm glad it's here, and I look forward to trying it out. The visuals on it look awesome. And They're really nice. I, I can't wait to try it out. The visuals, pay attention to the audio as well. I, I think there's some really cool things that they did with Infection. Not everyone liked what they did, but I thought it was really cool and really ingenious, the touches they put on. I hope they stayed in. We'll find out tomorrow during the live stream if they did. But take a, listen, take a look at the live stream tomorrow, and when you start playing it on Tuesday next week, take a, take a game or two after you kind of get familiar with it to listen to how some of the audio cues into certain things it's it's really cool it's really well done and then finally we've got the maps we have two maps coming 
the arena map forest, which is really cool. It has a mix of different elements to it. It's uh, it's unique in in layout for the most part. It does have a, from a layout perspective a little bit of a heretic feel ish just from layout, but it doesn't play like it at all. There's a base that kind of has almost like a sanctuary base kind of thing on on one side, at least the architecture. But when yeah, I from what it, I was seeing about it, what I've seen of it so far, I was thinking sanctuary slash a little bit of wizard, maybe with the you know the different levels and stuff like that. So it yeah, looks like it'll play pretty good. It's a lot of fun. I had a lot of, and and this is the map that we primarily played infection on and it works really well. Th- this was a fun map to play and I can't wait for you all to get your hands on it. Cause it, it was a lot of fun. The other map is called scar. This map is also a lot of fun. Lots of different pathways, lots of vehicle play. There's going to be plenty of vehicles. This, this will be a really good, big team map better than I think any other big team map that we've gotten so far that this was so much fun to play on. And I'll say this cause I don't think I'll ever listen to this podcast, but I, I did snipe mint bliss with the skewer on this map. <laughs> cool. Did you clip it? No, I can't clip it. I couldn't clip no, it. No, I meant so you can relive it. You know, you, you personally can relive it. I know you can't post it. Not allowed. Well, not technically allowed to clip it during those flights either. But well, true. Yes, I'm just keeping so it, it for prosperity. Right, right. I know you I didn't know. clip it. It didn't happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Uh, lots of little secrets on this map. I'm not going to spoil anything. Don't technically think I could, but it plays. So well, so many different firefight positions with the the twelve on twelve gameplay. It's hectic for objective. It's fun with Slayer, the vehicle combat, the all just. I think to date, I think it's the best BTB map in Infinite. Period. This map was so much fun to play on. That's high praise. I, I look forward to trying it out. I hope I'm not hyping it up too much because I don't want to set people up for disappointment when they get in and they don't like it. But for me personally, all the complaints about like fragmentation and high power that like you get very narrowed in with vehicles and whatnot. There's a lot more open space for vehicles to be used. There's a lot of inside and outside pathways that you can use as a player on foot lots of different things for small vehicles, big vehicles, just the way that you can move around this map supports a whole bunch of different varied states instead of like on fragmentation and, and high power. Those are just the two off the top of my head. Like vehicles cool. Cause really only go a certain few paths where this is a lot more open for vehicles to kind of do a little bit more how you want and kind of like older style BTP maps where things are a little bit more open and you can kind of take a vehicle almost anywhere. I feel like this map affords that a lot more than the other Halo Infinite BTP maps. 
and the environment is really cool. Both of these maps, how they've been developed and the skyboxes in the environment and the narrative they put in behind it, they're just great maps. I, I love both of these maps. So go check out the article. There's a whole Q&A section in here about both of the maps with Kale George, who's a leave level designer, Cliff Schultz, who's a level designer, and Ryan Bergstrom, who's a level designer, who had some input into to some of these. And can't wait for you all to try them next week. Because they're a lot of fun. That's all the season four stuff, I think. Yeah, so to wrap up some season three stuff, we have our last story shard for Precipice Firewall. So part four is now posted up on Halo Waypoint. If you want to go check it out, the community voting stuff is now done. There's a little bit from Governor Sloan at the end. Not sure how we'll see this kind of pan out as far as new narrative, but essentially it seems like basically taking an AI, trying to dump them into a Spartan physical world type of thing. Very interesting that we, how we might see this in the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's pretty long. I'm not going to read through the whole thing, but if you've been following along, you're basically kind of one of the AI that's been developed out of this created initiative that was in the domain and Sloan's taken over since Cortana is, is gone. They're kind of continuing the work that she did while she was, I'll just say, quote unquote, rampant in the domain continuing on their own thing. There's the whole like going through simulation, go to this step type thing in there. If you want to continue to go through that. Uh, but it looks like it's kind of come to a head where the, either this simulation that they're putting this AI through is done or they've actually put this AI out in real life. And it's like, okay, seeing how, the AI response to being kind of a physical manifestation. So it's a little bit of a gray area in what's actually being discussed in these, but kind of leaves it open to interpretation a little bit, a little bit of lore stuff for you lore nerds out there. It's funny. I've kept up more with this than I have with the books. And you're getting closer to being further behind again. I know. Come October is the next one, right? Uh, I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. How plenty of reading time coming up here soon. And the last thing, which is not infinite game related specifically, but there's the an invitational that's being hosted by Space Station Gaming August 4th through 6th in Salt Lake City. So another invitational is uh, coming up outside of Dallas, thankfully. <laughs> so we've got something between the last Dallas event um, in July and the Dallas event in September before Worlds. So if you're in the great city of Salt Lake City, Utah, or in the area, Space Station Gaming Invitational, August 4th through 6th at the Depot. Sorry, Broadcast- if I'm going to Salt if I'm going to Utah, I'm going to Moab. Better scenery. <laughs> I'm going to Utah. I'm going to go for some arches to take some astrophotography. Yeah. I still go on Moab. I can see the stars from there too. I don't know what the Moab is. I gotta look that up later. <laughs> Anyways. So that's the roundup of Halo Waypoint going into season four. 
Lots of cool things to play next week. New infection, new equipment, new maps, new unlockables, customization, all that good stuff coming in next week for season four. New ranking system. Ranks reset for the competitive folks. Maybe I'll actually try to get competitive to see how good I am now. I feel like I'm a bit better now than I used to be like right out the gate with Infinite with some of the controller tweaks that they made over the past year or so. Maybe I'm a bit better. No, can we can we say a, speaking of controllers, can we say a prayer? Uh oh. The bumper happened? died on my controller. Oh no. I'm sorry. And now it's out of warranty. Of course it is. Of course it is. Was it an Elite Two plane or yeah. Okay. It was so an Elite it wasn't, Two. Wasn't the Halo Elite Two? No, I still am I am still I'm been able to find one that's not four freaking dollars. Those are a premium. They have not they 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 were all bought out of the stores. It, Microsoft mm. just did not make enough for demand. Oh, they they didn't make enough to overcome the scalpers. Tends to happen with that kind of stuff. Which is although there are but- a lot of there are a lot of people that were trying to scout PlayStation fives that are kind of screwed now because they're have to actually sell them under retail to get rid of them. <laughs> it's a gamble. Sometimes it's a gamble. couple of things else to wrap up with before we conclude. We did have the Xbox showcase as part of not E3. No halo updates except for, the Chief and Arbiter being added as playable characters in Brawlhalla, which is a fighting game. So for those that were thinking, hey, we're supposed to be at something Halo during this event, there was nothing related to Halo Infinite. It was just Halo being included in another franchise. Technically something, I guess. And Xbox is no longer committing to make games for the original Xbox, the Xbox One S, and the Xbox One S. They are concentrating all of their development effort now on Series S and Series X. Which doesn't surprise me. Nope. It's basically an X console generation at this point. Yeah. So all those other consoles will now just be stream top bo- or set top boxes for me. <laughs> well, I mean you can I don't know. Honestly, it would be nice if they could make uh make a streaming uh, a game streaming app for them. I know it's kind of counterintuitive, but I mean, there is, they do have that in the console companion for the Xbox one set of consoles. No, I mean, to be able to, from an original Xbox one to stream a game from your series X or, oh, gotcha. Or even a, you know, a steam client to stream steam That's games. Actually not a bad idea. I Brand new inbox. Just if anybody wants to know, four hundred and fifty dollars. But that's one hundred and fifty more than retail, or a hundred more than retail. That's two hundred more. That's one hundred and fifty more than retail because they were selling for two hundred. The Halo Elite ones. Yeah, they were only two hundred dollars. One ninety nine. I didn't realize they were that cheap at retail. Hmm. Huh. Lots of used ones coming up though. Oh yeah, two hundred dollars retail. Used one on eBay, two eighty nine ninety five, a hundred dollars more than retail. Thanks, Laird. <laughs> he found one in in Canada and shipped it to me, so I, I paid retail plus forty dollars to ship. Yeah, 
if there's anybody out there that can find a brand new one and sell it to me at retail price, I will pay the shipping. Just Laird. let me know. <laughs> Laird, where are you, Laird? Ask Laird tomorrow when he joins game night. <laughs> oh, I've already put a bug in his ear. Hmm. Oh, here's one brand new inbox for 550. Good luck with that, buddy. Have to go into eBay and see what the latest sell for is, because you can do that on eBay. You can yeah. go and see what the what they've been selling for. Well, I mean, most of the new ones in box are they're still hovering right around that four hundred dollar mark. I mean, occasionally you get one from three seven, like here's one from three seventy six, but it's from Japan. Hmm. Part of the territory. For those that are also interested, they finally released a green standard controller. Hey, Hayden, thanks for the raid. Appreciate it, buddy. Thanks for raiding us near the end of the show. But yeah, Rukari, who used to be uh, one of the community managers for Halo back in the day, uh, way back in the day, when 343 was first getting stood up, uh, he does unboxing stuff now. He's kind of more of an independent type person. Uh, We don't have SO configured on our stream pins but thanks for trying i have the sport red and sport blue and then the standard red and the standard blue and i'm never allowed to spend that much money i want to make it to where i have four red four blue four yellow four green controllers so they they finally released a green controller so now you can actually have an xbox official red blue yellow and green I would I settle do. for my elite working, but that's just me. <laughs> well, there's that too. I do plan on hosting a LAN party, I think, sometime in September-ish. Starting to kind of plan that a little bit as a, almost kind of like a celebration for us about to have our kid. So we're having all of our baby showers in August. And then I've toyed around with the idea of getting all, all those things down here cleaned. I've got enough Got enough Xboxes technically and screens to do like a full MCC party uh, and invite some folks to their local-ish to a LAN party. I don't think I have 16 people that would come and play, but definitely have 10 plus. I would love to, Dust, but yeah, I can't. (laughs) I don't expect you to make that drive or flight. We can can wait for the 20-year anniversary potacular thing to wait till we do that. Yeah, if I'm still still alive. Two I'm years? Getting old. You know, I'm getting old. I might not make that. It's only, it's only two years away, which is crazy to think. Our 18 year is next month. Yeah. Crazy to think. That's going to wrap it up for us, though, tonight. Next week, we have a special guest joining us for the podcast. We have More Shots, who is behind a project of bringing an ODST suit to life as part of a video project that he's been working on with several other 405th, mem- 405th members and some other folks. So going to have them on to talk about the development of the armor, maybe talk a little bit about the production that they're working on as well. So that is planned for next week, especially as we go into Halo 4 or Halo, Halo Infinite Season 4 stuff. Should be a really exciting episode to tune into. 
And for the bingo card folks, that will be an episode divisible by five. So get that bingo slot. So make sure you come on by next week for another chance to win a bingo card prize set, whatever that might end up being for your fancy. Come on, join us tomorrow or Fridays for Frag and Friday. We're still kicking it in Halo Infinite, probably doing some more of the Super Fiesta big team type stuff. And then depending on what happens next week, party size, infection, other things. Yeah. Infection. Infection. That's the inflection I'm going to use for the episode number at the beginning. Anything else to add before we wrap up tonight, GT? Look forward to seeing you all tomorrow night. Hit me up on Xbox Live at Godzilla Space T. Don't spell space, just make a space. Anyway, look forward to seeing you all tomorrow night and blowing some stuff up. Yeah, I'll be there for a little bit, at least. So will I. Beginning or the end. So, thanks everyone for listening. We'll see you all tomorrow for those playing with us. If not, we'll see you all next week for the next episode of the podcast. Good night. Thank you for listening to Podtacular, the unofficial Halo Universe podcast. You can find our podcast on your favorite podcasting service and listen to us live every Thursday night at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Twitch. Check out our website, podtackler.com, and join the community on Discord at podtackler.com slash Discord. If you want to play Halo with us, come join us for Frag and Fridays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Become a supporter of the show by sharing the show with your friends and family. Or help keep the lights on by subscribing to us on Twitch, donating via PayPal, or becoming a patron alongside Confal, Pins Halo, and Prestige Ace. Until next time, keep on fragging trucks. <laughs>